Welcome to the bonus episode. Just as a reminder, this show is for mature audiences. Please enjoy. Hey, look, it's, hey, a, look, butterfly. it's a butterfly. It's a butterfly. Reading Rainbow. Welcome back to the Bone Zone. It's been so long because we are not doing it like we did last year. No, we're not. <laughs> yeah, no, we made some changes. It's new year, new us, Bone Zone-wise. Exactly, yeah. So, you know, it hasn't changed that we're Reading Rainbow mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. that this is just some bonus content for you guys. And what's different this year is we're just going to be watching some movies, having a nice chill time together. Yes, we're going to yes. be watching adaptations of some of your favorite books and discussing them here. What did we watch this time, Laura? Um, this time we watched The Perks of Being a Wallflower. It is originally written by Stephen Chbosky, but... Chbosky? Uh, and it is directed by... Oh, also Stephen Chbosky. Never mind. He does it all. He's he did? Ch- yes, he's a jack of all trades. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. No. God. It was a big surprise for everyone involved. Oh, and I was also just going to say, we're going to ask, like... The ultimate question that all book lovers ask when their favorite book or material is turned into a movie, which one was better? You know, maybe we won't say directly, like, this is better or whatever, but we're going to give you our opinions on, like, what we... We're just going to shoot the shit. Ellie's going to avoid swearing, I guess. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Let's get into it. First of all, I just want to say that this cast is, like, fucking stacked. I mean, first of all, Logan Lerman, um, like... You know, yes. crush of a generation, um, and Emma Watson True. and Paul Rudd and Ezra Miller, like Mae Whitman, freaking the voice Whitman. of Katara. That's like to be the most famous person possible in this, um, next to Dante, Dante Bosco. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say that yeah, it's a star-studded cast, and that it definitely, I think at the time, got a lot of publicity for that reason. Just like all of these very. Oh, shit. Famous, like relatable oh. teen people were in it. Pretend I didn't swear, but I said, but instead I said, oh snap, I forgot Nina Dobrev is also in this. And I mean, oh, she's yes, not of as course. famous anymore. She had, her, she had her time. So yeah, I just even more now appreciated. Wow, they really just got every famous person they could contact to be in this film. Yeah, if we also play the game of, uh, you know, you know, you heard the game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. I give you Six Degrees of uh, the cast of Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And this movie has both Mae Whitman and Johnny Simmons, and they were both in uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which beautiful. I, is one of my favorite movies. Awesome. This is why you're getting that freaking master's. Yes, beautiful. Yeah, so um, I can tell you the degrees to which it is related to yeah. the Edgar Wright movie. Exactly. Uh, what were your first thoughts upon this movie? Those are mine. My first thoughts is, here's what I'll say. I have, you know, like back when we read Perks of Being a Wallflower, mm-hmm. I had said that I'd never read it but I'd heard of it, but I never had to read it in school, and I yeah. never read it up until this point. The movie, I had seen the movie before I'd read the book, so I'd already seen this movie. This yeah. was a rewatch for me. And from what I remember, like, it's quintessential, like, indie teen movie. Mm-hmm. And that was what I remembered going into it. I'll reserve my opinions for what I thought about it while I was watching it and after, but, like, yeah. initially I was like, I remember this as just your quintessential teen coming-of-age movie. Sure. I also, I'd seen this movie before reading the book, never had, never was required to read it. And I remember really liking the movie, but now that I've read the book, um, I don't quite enjoy the movie as much. Um, 
for one, it just doesn't translate super well to movie. Like you kind of miss the point of, I mean, Logan Lerman, um, I forget the character's name, but it's Logan Lerman who he does make a point of like, oh, I'm mailing this to a person I don't know. Um, or no, sure. I'm mailing this to someone and they don't know who I am. Um, yeah. That's just kind of like, that's there in the movie, but I feel like it evokes something more. And like, that's what the book is based yeah. on. It's a it's, it's not made, yeah, it's definitely not like, like if you watch like The Grand Budapest Hotel, that mm-hmm. you could very tell is epistolary or like very vignette of like a letter. It's a story about a story about a story. Yeah. But this one, I like the film, you like, I, th- I, I don't even remember that. Yeah, I just think, like, I I thought, I, and this is kind of like the film media, film medium versus the book. I thought it was yeah. a the, part of, like, the fun of the book. Not fun, but, like, part of the challenge of the book was piecing together, like, what, what's his face? Logan Lerman was, like, telling you. Because, like, he was telling you, like, very serious stuff in kind of a lighthearted tone or a very casual tone um, that, like, you as a reader could recognize, like, oh, no, that's really messed up, bro. Um, whereas the movie was kind of... It evoked that, but, like, I don't know. It was a different experience, you know? Like, you could see it on screen, like, oh, no, this is all messed up. Like, this is really bad news. Like, um, you know, Dobrev's boyfriend is slapping her. And, um, like, there's just a lot of on-screen concerning behavior, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, like, <clears throat> I feel like... I'll just... I mean, like, not that we really have sections to this, but what, you know, if I were to rate this out of 10... Yeah. i give it, like, a 6... And I've had a lot, because we watched this about, I don't know, like three to four weeks ago. It feels like so a really long-ass time. time ago. <laughs> I know. I was about to say a whole month, but it hasn't even been that. No. <laughs> but, like, I, but it's percolated in my mind. Yeah. And what I've decided is, like I said, it's a six out of ten. And, like, for me, I don't love this movie. Yeah. In fact, most of the time when I was watching it, I was like, this is so cringy. This I is know. Like kind of embarrassing, blah, blah. But what I feel like I've come to realize is like, it's cringy, but it's necessary. And yeah. I'm like glad that this film exists because even though it makes me cringe, mm-hmm. I truly believe that this is how kids feel or some kids do feel at yeah. that age. And mm-hmm. so like, I'm glad that it exists on film. One for the kids who feel that way at that current state can like, relate to it and be like I'm not alone what I'm mm-hmm. feeling is like not so different and then two for after they grow up and they watch it again they're like wow that was dumb as shit I mean <laughs> dumb as you know what? I'm gonna cut on this it's a new it's a new it's, it's a new but, like, it's a new year a new dawn where they can like see their behavior and be like wow that is I was being very dramatic but also mm-hmm. like uh, still also hold space for that like even if these kids are like being super dramatic and kind of embarrassing and like like, I'm so glad that this movie is yeah. validating them, but also not validating them and then in by saying, like, you should grow up to do this, but just, yeah. like, you did act like this and that's okay. That's how I... That's what I interpreted from the film. I think that's really valid, and um, I would say that's true both the book and the movie, that, yeah, like, these kids are very overdramatic. They're... And, and some, but also, in some ways, reacting to very, very real trauma. Um, so they behave in these very strange ways sometimes mm-hmm. but like um that's like in character for teens i feel like it's like never mm-hmm. at any point was mm-hmm. i like these are not they're not acting like kids you know i think that's and also like kind of this a, was like tea for teens yeah it like that's can be a really hard balance to hit sometimes because you, you can tell like right away when teens are not acting like teens in media you know um yeah 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 i would say okay like if anything 
if I were to say, like, do you like the book or the movie better? I think they do complement each other really well. I think mm-hmm. they both offer very different experiences, but they they feel very much like the same story, which is, again, an, another thing that's hard to achieve. Because um, now that I know that freaking Chabosky was the director, that makes sense. Because I actually thought yeah. they handled the plot line with the ant. I thought that was evoked very well in the movie. It's very, like, understated, but clear <laughs> what mm-hmm, was going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and like a really sad Same. way. Like it was really sad. Yeah. No, I like that they, they didn't make a spectacle out of it, but of course it's like pivotal to the plot. Yeah. So they let that, yeah, they let it like be an important moment, but they're mm-hmm. like, we don't need to show you this. Right. You can infer and it still packs the punch that it needs to. Yeah. But also it's very true to how, uh, well, I don't know what this character's name is. Charlie, maybe? Um, Charlie. It's Charlie. Charlie God yeah. damn. Um, yeah. It's the way the movie ex- um showed it, I think was very true to how Charlie was coming to terms with it, you know? I just, I yeah. think it's a, a pretty good pair of a movie and a book. Um, I hate Come On Eileen um, as a song. <laughs> as oh, I hate that it's in the really? movie. <laughs> I do, yeah. You hate that song? Do you hate it because of the movie, or have you always hated it? No. Not because of the movie. Just don't like okay. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. And so I'm I, like, I of any like song it. for Ezra Miller and Emma... Watson, I think that's the right Emma. Um, yeah, to dance mm-hmm. to. Uh. <laughs> You're like, are you trying to make me hate these characters? Yes. I think like, for me, my biggest gripe um, was, and I think I mentioned this on the main podcast when we read this book, but like, the is the line from the teacher who in the movie is played by Paul Rudd. Yes, in the oh book, my God. he has the line when like Charlie comes to him and he's like, "Why is my sister getting?" abused and then in the book my interpretation was it is the teacher says we accept the love we think we deserve and I interpreted it as very like yeah slut shamey but in the book no in the movie and mm-hmm. maybe it's because it's Paul Rudd and I'm totally w- <laughs> ready to recognize if it's biased but like in the movie Paul Rudd says that and I don't interpret it as him blaming Nona Nona uh blaming Nina Dobrev I see it as him saying, you know, like relationships are complicated and love is very complicated and it's mm-hmm. not our place to understand. Yes. But I still stand by that. Like, I think that they portray it very differently in the movie than they do in the book. Okay, I would agree. And I think it's all coming back to me. Um, I also think mm-hmm. that in the movie, the theme and like motif, like they really hammer home the theme of like, you cannot save people from themselves. I think in the movie, like you see that again and again, and it's like said verbally, it's said, and I think, in that scene with mm-hmm. Paul Rudd, like that's very clear that that's what the message is: is that um, you can you can like see someone else deserves better, um, mm-hmm. but you cannot like put yourself in their shoes and like make them see that. Yeah. And yeah. But in the book, I just don't feel like thematically that was there. <laughs> um, I don't feel like yeah. that was brought, or like that you know because it's it's Charlie's letters. Like he's not quite like processing it in that way, or framing it in that way. I would say. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think in the movie it, that scene has a much different impact. I, I would agree than in the book, and that um, it's just more co- coherent <laughs> and stuff. Um, yeah, I also think it is like funny, but also like alarming to see visually like what the Charlie goes through because it's like, oh, he's a freshman and he like they're doing this really lighthearted secret Santa, and he comes in and gives them all like super well thought out, like well wrapped sad boy emotional heartfelt gifts and they're all like oh shit like that's a really funny sad moment that like just visually like with the acting and the direction like comes across super well but in the book it just is kind of like it just happens you know like stuff happens um and 
just things that, like just the situations that Charlie gets in. It's like yo yo yo. Like no, this is not good. For, this is not good for a freshman. And I, Ugh. yeah. And again, I think it's just like so. It's like I hate it, but it's necessary. Yeah. Like it's so raw in such a yeah cringy way. I know, <laughs> but like, but I need it to be there because again, it's like that could be any of us when we were growing up, or at least for me, like. I could have totally gone to a secret Santa and like read the cues wrong and been like, Oh, it's time to give each other meaningful gifts that will like, that I really need to put time and effort into. Mm -hmm. And, and like, it's not like the friend group's fault for not explaining it well enough. It's not Charlie's fault for misreading the situation. It's just like, that's what being a freaking teen. And that's what a coming of age story should be. I know I'm going to oscillate between the two. No, sorry, not that. I was just saying you just like, you just do shit as a teen. That is awful. (laughs) Like looking back, like I myself was a pick me girl and I really hate that. Um, But it happened Mm -hmm. and I can't change it. And it's okay. Yeah. I myself was in second grade and like for no reason unprovoked slapped a kid (laughs) on the back and gave him a five star. Why? (laughs) It has no reason. But I did it, and I am ashamed. Oh, my God. Yeah. And thank God no one made a movie about it. Um, It's true. And um, I had such a crush on Logan Lerman. I will not say that I I don't know if he's a good actor or not, just because I don't think I've seen him in lots of stuff. But I think he handled this acting really well. And again, this is based on, like, three-week-old memory. But I think that um, (laughs) – I think I said – I think I told you, I was like, I think he did good with the script he had. <laughs> like, you know, it's not yeah, all his fault. that It's not his fault the movie is cringe, but I think he was his acting was good in it, you know? Emma Watson was trying on an American accent. <laughs> yeah, if we're going into, like, performances and, like, what we thought, I think Logan Lerman played his part. Yeah. At least in a way that didn't detract from his character. Yeah. Whereas for me, Emma Watson did, because yeah. unfortunately, and, like, that's not her fault. But, like, she is Hermione, and I'm watching her, like, not be Hermione. Like, she was also in Bling Ring, which came out around the same time, or maybe a little after, or something yeah. like that. But, like, I'm like, my dear, yeah. you can't tell me that I'm not watching Hermione Granger no. talk like an American and then, you know, do the things she doing. Yeah, and Paul Rudd, amazing, obviously. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, I forgot that um, Charlie had a brother that, like, he has, It's he's the youngest of yeah. three. Um, wasn't his mom someone too? Was it Dr. Addison Gray? Yeah, it was uh, Kate Walsh, who I Kate think, Walsh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't watch Gray's Anatomy, but I do recognize her. I, I don't, I mean, I have seen a lot of it, but uh, no, I, anyway, that's how I know her. Um, yeah, there was just like recognizable like face after face after face. That's really all I've got to say. I still think like I liked it, but it was a lot more unbearable <laughs> to watch it the second time. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's The word is unbearable. Yes. <laughs> but to me, in a good way. It's unbearable in a good way. Yeah. Or like, again, in a necessary way. Yes. And uh, I stand by what I said. I think that the book and the movie go great together. Like, I think mm-hmm. that like, I, I, not like, you know, do what you want, but that if you can consume both, I think it adds a lot. And, but I, I can't believe Jaboski directed it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think like, my final answer to is the book better than the movie? totally what you said yeah like they complement each other I think the book has its strengths yeah and like preserves kind of the innocence of like yeah being a teen and like not and just like what what it can be like and really well because what a book does is it lets you and what this book does specifically it lets you into Charlie's mind mm-hmm. 
and like because all all it's what told in first person, right? Yeah. First person yeah. epistolary. Yeah. And like of course the the movie, while it does have voiceover and like lets you into lets the protagonist talk about what he's thinking, like ultimately it just can't do that. It doesn't function the same way. Yeah. But the movie just shows you like what you don't want to see, but you have to see. Yeah. It's just like youth, which is nasty. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That's my final answer. Yeah. Um, I also loved how generic their city was. <laughs> yeah. They're like, anywhere USA. Anywhere you want. <laughs> okay, cool. In your own backyard. Yeah. So you heard it well, here, folks. The movie and the book, yeah. either one is better. Um, <laughs> we, in fact, didn't give you an answer at all. You're welcome. Listen, we accept the media we think we deserve. That's actually pretty good. That's good. Oh, that's good. Mm, bro. Yeah, so if you want to actually hear the main episode that we talked about, I don't know why you would have listened to this first, but if you feel like it, you can find it on our Hey, maybe, catalog. yeah. Check out, yeah, our main podcast where we talk about whole books uh, for episodes instead of, you know, their watered down versions, um, you know, that mm-hmm. are meant to make money and cater to the masses and blah, blah, blah. And I am going to look up the exact episode which you should go to to mm. listen to our book review, our full book review. I was, I'm like, I'm always like, what did we name the episode? Oh, it was season two, episode eight. Coming into power. <laughs> That's what we called it. I guess, yeah, because it is. It's coming into power. Obviously, it's the album art. Wow. We made interesting choices. Like I said, what? there's no random reason. <laughs> so if you want to know our thoughts on the book a little more fleshed out uh go to season two episode eight title coming into power why did we name it that <laughs> you listen remember. to tell us because we don't remember and we'll see you in two months Woo! bye